Welcome to The Heart Zone, featuring George Cannon. This broadcast is a time of teaching and encouragement from Kerwinsville Christian Church. For more information, we invite you to visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. And now for a message from The Heart Zone. Here's George Cannon. You know, guys, we're, we're in the Gospel of Luke. We're progressing along. We're getting really going halfway through chapter 22 now. We're in the upper room, and we're getting ready to see where Jesus is going to predict Peter's denial. And it's, it's a pretty, it's a pretty uh, significant portion of Scripture because really what it reveals to us, and that's what we're going to talk today, is what does this reveal to us and what can we take home for, for us? And, and, and so I want to lay some groundwork down here for you and I as we think about this. Number one, I want you to think about it in this terms. Do, do you realize you don't know yourself well? You know, I, you, you realize that you, you can't sit here and say to yourself, well, I know everything about me. I know how I'm going to respond. I know how I'm going to act in a given situation. Well, you think you know how you're going to act in a given situation, but you don't really know yourself. None of us know ourselves. Okay. So what we're going to see today is a guy who thinks he knows himself, who makes a statement, and then he gets shocked when Jesus says to him, you know, I know you better than you know yourself. This is what you're going to do. And so we've got to be careful. We've got to be careful about the boasting that we do. Like, I've been a pastor 20 years now. Okay, I've been in ministry a lot longer. I've dealt with people a lot. And I've heard things in my office that will... You know, I just, after, you know, at this point, you just kind of just shake your head. Okay? I hear people say things, well, I would never do that. And on the inside, I'm thinking, really? Really? Because never is a pretty abrupt statement. Because the reality is, is that I've heard people say that, and then a few years later, they've done it. Do you know what I mean? How many of you know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm saying? I would never do that. Oh, we don't do that in my family. You're right. You don't until you did it. Do you know what I mean? And so what we're going to talk today about is about you being honest with yourself, with myself. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about being honest with ourselves. Because what we're going to see here is, is we're going to see a guy who's really not honest with himself. He's, he's, I don't know, maybe he's caught up in the moment. Jesus, the triumphant entry. Jesus is in Jerusalem. He, he's anticipating an excitement about what's going to happen, except what he's anticipating isn't going to happen. It's not what he thinks. It's something else. And, and we kind of realize that what we're going to see here is, is that we're going to be confronted with the reality that we've got to be honest with ourselves. And be kind of confronted with the reality that Jesus knows you better than you know yourself. That's just reality. Because what we're talking about here today is Peter and his denial. So let's look at it. We're going to look at verses 31 through 38 of chapter 22. And look what's going on here. And the Lord said... Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. 
But I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. But he said to him, Lord, I am ready to go with you both to prison and to death. That sounds pretty impressive, doesn't it? You know, look what it says. But then he said, I tell you, Peter, the rooster shall not crow this day before you deny three times that you know me. And he said to them, when I sent you without money bag, knapsack, and sandals, did you lack anything? And they said, nothing. And he said to them, but now he who has a money bag, let him take it, and likewise a knapsack. And he who has no sword, let him sell his garment and buy one. But I say to you that this which is written must still be accomplished in me. And he was numbered with the transgressors. For the things concerning me have an end. So they said, Lord, look here are two swords. And he said to them, it is enough. Okay, so let's look at this. We're going to basically break this down into two sections. We're going to see, actually three sections. We're going to see understanding. We're going to see Jesus' understanding concerning Peter, as well as his understanding concerning us. We're going to see self-deception. We're going to see that in the life of Peter and how he responds. And I'm going to be honest with you, we can relate. And then we're going to see the reality of the struggle that you and I are involved in. So let's talk about understanding. First thing I want you to notice is this. When he's talking to Peter, look at what he says to Peter. He says, Peter, Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. What I want you to see is there is a cosmic struggle. Most of us are oblivious to it. The reality is, is folks, you need to understand this, that there is a battle going on around you. It is a cosmic battle that you and I, most of the time, are not even aware of. I would say 99% of the time, you and I don't even give any thought to it. The reality is, is that you are a target. You may want to write that down. You are a target. And you are a target to spiritual forces of wickedness. And so when you and I make statements, let's go back to what I talked about, how we would say things like, well, I would never do that. Well, you know, that's great if you understood if nothing else was happening in your life. But there's another dimension to your life that you don't have any comprehension of, and that's the spiritual dimension. And the reality is, is that Satan is trying to destroy your life. He's trying to destroy your witness. He's trying to destroy your testimony. And he will do what he can to handicap you. He can't take away your salvation, but he can sure destroy it. You know what I mean? He can sure mess it up. And so the reality is, is that Jesus is saying to Peter, Peter, he's asked me for you. He wants to sift you like grain. Now, that's not a pretty good process. You ever seen what they do with grain, When they, the old way of doing it in the ancient culture? They'd bring in the stalks and so forth, and here's what they would do. They would beat them a while to get the grain kernels off of the stalks. And then what they would do then is they would sift it. They would get a, a fork, and they would throw it in the air after it's been beaten a while so that the grain would fall out, and the chaff would what? Blow away. Doesn't sound too nice, does it, if you're a piece of grain? But that's what you are. 
the reality is, is that we are in a battle. You say, are you sure, George? Well, all you have to do is go to the Old Testament, Job chapter 1 and 2. We see there the writers recording an interaction between God and Satan over God's servant Job. And there we see Satan asking God, let me touch him. Let me do this to him. Oh, the reason why he's like that is because you have, you, you protect him. Here's what Paul says. Paul tells us in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Folks, we're in a battle. And the battle is real, and the battle wants to mess you up. Do you understand what I'm saying? You have somebody that wants to mess you up. You thought you knew who your enemies were. You don't. And so he's telling Peter that. He has understanding. So look, notice something. Here's what I'm saying. The next thing we see there, and I think this is a powerful verse. Look at what he says there, verse 32. But I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, Strengthen the brethren. Look at that last part. In fact, I want you if, you, if you don't mind writing in your Bible, underline that. When you have returned. Here's what I want you to see. Here's the great point about Jesus' understanding. Jesus knows there will be failure. Jesus knows there will be failure. Do you understand what I'm saying something? When you sit there and you say something like that, you say, I would never do that, or we never do that in our family, and there's no way that we would ever reduce ourselves down to that level and do that. You know what? Jesus is saying, I, you, you don't know yourself. I have an understanding of you. And you're going to fail. He knows that. He knows you're going to fail. Isn't that awesome? Because so many of us, because maybe you're here this morning, and, and, and the reality is is that you're sitting here and you know you messed up. You failed. You failed big time. And you're like, well, you know, I'm just, God's not going to love me. He just tolerates me. I'm going to be here just in case, but I don't expect anything because... I failed. And for some of you, that's your whole concept of Christianity, is is that you look at your life and all you can see is your failure. It's kind of like, remember the, remember reading the book in, in high school, The Scarlet Letter? And the gal who walked around with, what, a big A on her chest for adultery? Well, you've, you're walking around with some embroidered, symbol of whatever it is that you failed in. And you think that's how God sees you. But here's the reality. God knew you were going to fail before you failed. Do you understand? He knew you were going to mess up before you messed up. And so you need to hear what he told Peter. When you return, what does that mean? Grace Do you understand what I'm saying? There's grace. He knows there's failure. But there's grace. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? There's even more grace than the failure. Isn't that wonderful? See, that's the understanding we've got to grasp. Because we've got to quit. We've got to quit looking, tooting our horn, and being prideful and say, "Well, I would never do that." You know what? You would, given the right circumstances, right situation. Who's to say you wouldn't? And I'll be honest with you. I've been around long enough to know. Chances are you will. Chances are you will. But there's grace. See, Jesus understands us. But see, here's the thing. There's self-deception. Peter Peter hasn't grasped that. What do you mean? Look at me in verse 33. Look at what Jesus, Peter says. I mean, it sounds good, but he said to him, Lord, I am ready to go with you both to prison and to death. Jesus, I'm with you to the end. Everybody else might do this, but not me, Jesus. I'm with you to the end. In fact, there might be a traitor here, Jesus. You said there was. Not me, Jesus. I'm with you to the end. Self-deception. What do we see here? We boast about that which we do not know. You know, when we say things like, well, I would never do that, or in my family we would never do that, I'm going to be honest with you folks. Here's the reality. You are deceiving yourself. You are deceiving yourself. Because the reality is, is you don't know what you'll do. Do you understand what I'm saying? You don't know what you'll do. You know, I, I, sometimes I'll have people come in and say, well, I'll never divorce. Meet them ten years later. They're divorced. How did that happen? Well, I don't know. Well, you were so sure of yourself. Yeah, but it's a lot different than I thought. See, we boast about things we don't know. You don't know. Do you know what I mean? You have no clue. Peter had no clue what's coming. I mean, it's easy when you're with Jesus to say things like that. Do you know what I mean? I mean, you've seen Jesus raise the dead. You've seen Jesus calm storms and raging seas. You've seen Jesus heal lepers. You've seen Jesus, just by his presence, overwhelming people. You've seen Jesus in tough situations where he escapes and comes out unharmed. It's really easy when you're with Jesus to make boasts like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I can do anything when you're with Jesus. But see, Jesus knows what's coming. Jesus knows he's going to be betrayed. Jesus knows that the disciples are going to run for fear in just a few short hours. They're scared to death. Jesus knows that if there's any chance of them being identified as his disciples, that they'll probably be arrested. And and he knows how they're going to respond when somebody even asks, Hey, aren't you with Jesus? No, Peter will say. So he knows that. But see, we boast about it. We're deceived. We boast about the things that we don't know. So here's what's going on here. Look at what Jesus does. Verse 34, he said, I tell you, Peter, the rooster shall not crow this day before you deny me three times that you know me. What's going on here? Jesus exposes the reality of the heart. He exposes us. You know, pride, pride covers it. Pride, pride, pride is that 
that that front we put up that that uh, we deceive ourselves with because usually when we when we think of ourselves we view ourselves from our own pride we we look at oh I would never do that I, or I I've never been taught that way and this is the way I'm, I'm going to be like my dad or I'm going to be like my family or or I you know and, and so we got this pride level and we begin to even believe the lies that we p- portray about ourselves you notice that we begin to believe our own lies because the reality is is Okay, you may not like what I'm going to say, but here's the reality. We're all posers. Do you know what I mean by that? A poser's not a nice word, is it? But we're all posers. Because, I mean, here, I mean, let's be honest. Some of us were different when we drove over here from the time when we walked in. I mean, isn't that true? And some of us are going to be different when we walk out of here, get in a vehicle, and drive back. Especially if somebody cuts us off. You're going to be different. You know what I mean? Especially if somebody's driving 30 on the Kerwinsville-Clearfield Highway and there's no passing zone. You're going to be different. Right? But when we're here, ta-da! How are you doing? Wonderful! But in the vehicle, terrible! Can't believe the week I just had to have another week like that. We're posers! But you know what? Jesus strips it all away. And he exposes the reality of our hearts. He exposes it. He knows it. He says, Peter, you know, Peter's, I'm going to die for you, Jesus. That's great, Peter. Just a little bit away from now, you're going to deny me three times. Can you see? I mean, when I read that, I can almost picture. Peter there, just in mid-sentence, I'll die for you! His jaw dropping. Shock. Because he's not expecting that. He's expecting, Ray, Peter, you're one of me. You're going with me. We're going to take it. We're going to do it. He's expecting that kind of response. He's not expecting Jesus to say, you're going to fail me, man. Big time. It's not what he's expecting, because that's self-deception, and Jesus exposes the reality of the heart. But then Jesus goes on, look with me at verse 35 to 38. He's going to talk about the struggle. Here's the struggle. This is why we cannot boast. This is why we need to know ourselves. This is why we need to have an understanding of ourselves, because, again, I just told you we're in a cosmic battle. So Jesus is preparing them, but I'm going to be honest with you folks, they don't get it. So look at what he says there, verse 35. He says, when I sent you without money bag, knapsack, and sandals, did you lack anything? And they said, nothing. He said, but now, he who has a money bag, let him take it, and likewise a knapsack. And he who has no sword, let him sell his garments and buy one. But I say to you, that this which is written must be accomplished in me. And he was numbered with the transgressors, for the things concerning me have an end. What do I see here? First thing. It's easy when Jesus is with you. That's what he's saying. You know, guys, when you were with me and I sent you out, did you lack anything? No. They didn't lack power. They didn't lack provision. Why were they able to do it? Jesus was with them. 
what I'm saying? I mean, why do you think Peter's acting the way he's acting? He's acting the way he's acting because Jesus is with him. Do you know what I mean? I mean, think about it for a moment. I mean, if you had like the heavyweight champion of the world here with right now, boxer, I, you know, I don't even know who it is anymore. I used to be up on that. But I, let's say, let's say back when he was in his younger days, he had Muhammad Ali here, okay, the boaster. And it's you, me, think about me, big puny me, okay? And we're going to take on the world and we're going to box. Who do you think's going to do the boxing? I'm with him. Now, if it's me by myself, I'm running. I'm chicken. You know what I'm saying? I might give myself a heart attack just thinking about it. But if I'm with Muhammad, or whoever the big boxer is now, okay, we'd be able to do it. I guess it's UFC now, isn't it? It's the ultimate fighting. But the reality is, is that, listen, it's easy when Jesus is with you, but that's not what Jesus is saying to them. He said they have to function. Here's the second point. They have to function without him. You and I got to function without him. You and I have to live in this world without him. And there's a battle going on already around us. Do you, you realize that? You and I have to function without Jesus literally being with us. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? He's saying to them, guys, there's going to come a time when you're going to need your knapsack. There's going to be a come, come a time when you're going to need your, 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 your purse, your money bag. There's going to come a time when you're going to need a sword. And if you don't have one, you better get one. Because you're in a battle. And yeah, it's easy when I'm with you. But there's going to come a time when I'm not here with you. There's going to come a time when I'm not here with you. And why? Because he says that difficult days are ahead. He's talking about himself. He says, look, look at, look at what Jesus says about himself. For I say to you that this which is written must be accomplished. And he was numbered among the transgressors. For the things concerning me have an end. Jesus is saying, I'm going to be crucified. They're going to put me among the transcripts. I'm going to be nailed between two thieves so that the scripture might be fulfilled. Difficult days are ahead. You know, I'm going to be honest with you. Let me stop for a moment. I get shocked sometimes the way North American Christians act. I listen to the radio. I read. I read the different blogs and pastoral publications, and I and I see all the rhetoric. And it's like I get. I. It's like did we wake up from a, a long sleep? Or, or a self-deception about what we thought America was going to be like, and then we all of a sudden it's like it's totally different than what we thought. So now we don't know how to react, and so we're overreacting. I mean, it just didn't happen overnight, people. And it's almost like we had this utopian view of life that everything was going to be sweet and rosy. Well, at least that's what you thought when you listened to some preacher tell you that. But life is difficult. And from the very beginning in the New Testament Scriptures go throughout all the Gospels, the Epistles, even to the book of Revelation, it's going to tell you that the life of a believer is marked by difficult times. Period. We've got to grow up to that. But we've embraced some sort of prosperity theology that tells us that if, as long as we know Jesus, everything's going to be wonderful. Isn't that what we tell people? You need to get saved. Everything will be wonderful. No, you need to tell them the truth. You get saved, it gets hard. And that's what Jesus is saying to them. 
It's easy when I'm here. It's not going to be easy when I'm away. Difficult times are ahead. Difficult days are ahead, folks. Get used to it. You know what? I don't even need to tell you that, right? Who here can tell me a year in their life that they've gone without any kind of a struggle? We'd like to meet you. We'll take you out for dinner. Oh, nobody. Okay, how about this? Who here can tell me that they've gone a month without a problem, without a struggle, without a bill showing up, without a health problem, without a pink slip? Who here can? A month. We'll buy you ice cream. You pick where you want to go. We'll even take you somewhere special. Okay, how about a week? Anybody go on a week without a problem? I mean, we know what it's saying. Why do we deceive ourselves into thinking that it's supposed to be nice? And then when it does go bad, we even deceive ourselves into thinking that God doesn't love us anymore. What do you mean he doesn't love you? He's the one who told you it was going to be bad. He's the one who gets you through it. That's the struggle. There's one other thing I want you to see here. And here's the thing. This is, maybe you're here. Look at verse 38. Because they don't get it. Look at how they're responding. So they said, Lord, here are two swords. We're ready. Jesus says to them, and he said to them, it is enough. He just shuts them down. What's going on here? They did not understand Jesus' mission. They didn't understand. I'll be honest with you, most of us don't understand. We don't understand the purpose of God. We don't understand the purpose of, of, of Christ and what He wants to do in our lives. We just don't understand. We, we operate because of some pastor told us sometime or we heard something on a TV or something on the radio and we just assume that this is the way it is. But we never studied the scripture ourselves. We don't understand. And the reality is, we don't know ourselves. You know what I'm saying? We're deceiving ourselves about ourselves. I mean, we, we think that things are going to be great. We're, we're always going to be okay. You know, of all the people, can I be honest with you, of all the people in America who should know better, it should be us. What do you mean, George? Well, you know, I've only been in this community 12 years, but I remember I, when I talked to some of you old-timers and stuff, you tell me about the boom times in this community. When there was this business and this business and that factory and that factory. And, and I came in at the tail end of the decline, because I remember when there was an Ames and a Kmart. And shortly after we came, they closed. And here's the reality. Of all the people who should know about difficulty, we should, right? But yet we're still deceived. We still don't understand. We still get shocked. We still get blown away when a problem happens. Do you see? 
We've got to know ourselves. Thank you for being with us this morning. And we trust that today's message has been both challenging and an encouragement to your heart. At Kerwinsville Christian Church, a warm welcome is always extended to you. We're located at 700 State Street, Kerwinsville, Pennsylvania. For more information about our ministry, please visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. Now, on behalf of George Cannon and the entire church family, we hope that you will look to the Heavenly Father in all that you face this coming week.